Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Professional Sports Talk Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Murphy. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. In today's episode, we've got a lot more breaking news in the NFL. Free agency is getting absolutely insane. It's so fun to watch all this stuff go down. It's getting me so excited for the season, for the draft. Just everything that's going on, a lot to talk about, a lot to break down. This time of the year is always very exciting for this kind of stuff, but I don't really remember a year quite like this one in recent memory. It's just craziness. Everyone's going to new places. Everyone's getting traded. It feels like there's so many quarterbacks on the move. Big time, big, big, big time players like Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. All that good stuff. I'm here to break it down for you. Give my initial reactions. You know, Talk about what it implies for the future. Talk about how it impacts certain players. Um, if I think the moves are good for a certain team. If I think the moves are bad for a certain team. And just all that sorts of stuff. So if you enjoy this, please share it with your friends and family. It really does mean a lot if you're listening to this. And let's get right into it. Right before I started recording this episode, Tyreek Hill was traded to the Miami Dolphins for a first, second, fourth round pick and a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick next year. So they gave up quite the haul for Tyreek Hill. He is one of the most explosive playmakers in the league. Um, Miami really could use more weapons for a long time now uh to pair him with jalen waddle they're going to be one of the fastest if not the fastest duo in the league already he also signed a three-year 75 million dollar deal on his way in this deal is or this move as a whole is really just trying to tell tua that he has no more excuses it's really just trying to give him as many weapons as possible um I don't love the haul they gave up for it, especially because this feels like a team that's this feels like with Mike McDaniel coming in, they're really going to try and use him as their Debo, their version of a Debo Samuel. It feels like they're going to try and get him a lot of end rounds and um, really just find creative ways to get the ball in his hands, not just having him catch it down the field. But with Tyreek Hill's skill set and Jalen Waddle already being there, it just makes mismatch excuse me, it make, it creates mismatches all over the field, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Tyreek's skills doesn't match too well with Tua's skill set because he just doesn't have the strongest arm and he can't stretch the, ver- the field vertically too well. Then again, we haven't seen the best weapons to allow him to do so. So either way, it's, it's going to be really dynamic. It's going to be really interesting to see what he can do in this offense. I don't have too strong of an opinion of this either way. I could see his you know, his production from a fantasy standpoint and his production from, well, just numbers in general, uh, be a little underwhelming because, again, Tua is just a massive step down from Patrick Mahomes and this offense that he's stepping into is likely going to be a run-heavy one. Uh, But regardless, again, it just leaves Tua with much fewer excuses. Um, There's going to be a ton of mismatches on the field between him and Jalen Waddle. And I guess I'm just really excited to see how this all plays out. And I wouldn't get your hopes too high, but again, It should be really exciting to see, and Dolphins fans should be very excited for a reason. Next, this happened, I think the day after my Wednesday pod of last week. I think this happened on Thursday last week. Devontae Adams is headed to the Raiders. Uh, They gave him a five-year, $128.5 million deal on his way in. That averages to $28.25 million per season. That easily makes him the highest paid receiver in the league, in the league's history. Um, Huge contract for them. He's going to be there. Likely until he retires, his contract goes through his age 34 season. Uh, The Packers get a first and a second round pick for him. The Packers, their receivers were already really weak before this trade. And now there's just 
a huge gap between where they were a few years ago even what the Vikings have going on right now and them. I mean, if you just look at their depth chart, they don't even have Equinemia St. Brown there anymore. Not that he was a huge impact player, but it's Alan Lazard. It's uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. It's um, that rookie last year, Amari Rogers, And that's about all the guys I can name. So coming from a huge sports fan, coming from a huge football fan, if you can only name three guys on their roster, that's not very good. They're in a similar situation to the Falcons. As far as the receiver rooms goes, just a bunch of wide receiver threes and fours to me. Um, they have an MVP leading the way, but still, Devontae Adams was so vital to their offense. It's going to really impact them, and it's going to be really interesting to see what he can do back with his old college quarterback in Derek Carr. Um, back when they were playing in college together, they seemed to be breaking every single record for the FCS. They were absolutely insane out of their gourd um, when they were playing together there. And the Raiders just add to their collection in this arms race that's going on in the AFC West, especially with Tyreek Hill leaving now. Um, it's looking like the Chargers and the Raiders are even bigger winners. Um, this division is just going to be so fucking crazy. I cannot believe that they pulled off this move. Um, it sounds like they're in talks with Stephon Gilmore to bring him in now uh, and already getting Chandler Jones. It is just crazy to think how quickly this team is. I love the approach they're taking um, because they went – you know, me personally, when the Chargers got so much better and then when Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos, I really thought that it would be smartest for the Raiders to just blow it up, trade all their assets away. And I love that they're standing up. It's like standing up to a school bully. They're just saying, no, we're going to stand our ground. We're going to bolster our roster and we are going to throw punches with you uh, hand for hand. And it's it might just work out. Um, it's going to be really, really awesome to see. And it's also just very interesting to see that Devontae Adams left Green Bay, Tyreek Hill now leaving the Kansas City Chiefs. It's two of the best quarterback wide receiver duos in the league are now apart and they're separated in the same offseason. That's got to be really rare. And it just shows you how crazy this offseason be and how much, how much turnover there's been. And yeah, it's been super fun to watch as a fan and super entertaining to talk about. And I hope you guys are enjoying these pods next we got matt ryan going to the colts for a third round pick the falcons are taking on 40.25 million dollars in dead cap this year so from that standpoint this move didn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense but if you look at how their cap uh is going to be impacted over the next two years and over the next three years they're going to be i believe second in the league in cap space at least they're projected to be second in the league in cap space by next year and they're going to be i'm pretty sure uh very first in the league by the year after that. So this is a pretty much a full rebuild they got going on here. Um, the Colts still have some cap space to work with this offseason because they didn't really take too much of a hit from Matt Ryan's contract this year. They also get an immediate upgrade at quarterback for only half the price they got back for Wentz. So from that standpoint, if you kind of pair this trade with the Carson Wentz trade, it looks like an absolute steal for the Colts. Um, again, get an instant upgrade at quarterback, a veteran guy that's been there, done that. The Colts roster, as we know, is very much loaded. Um, I hope they can add one more receiver in this draft or offseason uh, just to really, you know, set their roster over the top and hopefully, you know, get over that hump that is the Tennessee Titans that they struggled with last year. Um, but either way, it's just a really good move for the Colts. Uh, it's a little bit of a bummer how old he is, and we'll see how many years he has left in the tank. But Matt Ryan's still a very, very good quarterback. He's going to elevate this team immediately, and this team should be very juiced up and ready to go. 
Falcons also signed Marcus Mariota to a two-year deal, who in all likelihood is just a placeholder for whether they draft a quarterback this year, which I could certainly see happening, or they draft a receiver and draft a quarterback in next year's draft, or just bring in a guy, a free agent next year, because again, they're going to be right on top of the league in cap space. So Marcus Mariota, just kind of a guy to fill in the roster spot. Um, Not a good starter, but maybe not a backup anymore. I don't know. I think he's just a high-end backup. I think he's always going to be that, but we'll see how what ends up playing out here. Either way, Marcus Mariota, two-year deal, very cheap, and again, kind of just a placeholder in my opinion. Next, we got Deshaun Watson. Man, it's just crazy. Listen to these names. Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson. Like Those are stars in our league right now, and they're on the move. This is such a fun offseason. Anyways, Deshaun Watson being traded to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he, he cleared or waived his no trade clause. So he is going to Cleveland for three first round picks, two fourth round picks and a third round pick. They also gave him a ridiculous $230 million contract with all of it fully guaranteed. Uh, I just cannot believe they're basically handing a quarter of a billion dollars to a guy who still has a lot of legal trouble around his name. Um, it just seems very steep for a guy who isn't completely out of the thick of things yet. It's still not clear uh, when he's going to be suspended because in all likelihood he is going to be suspended. Although he's not facing criminal charges, there is still a civil suit out there for him. And I have a feeling the NFL is at least going to do something about it. Um, the NFL is known for being too lenient for my taste for cases like this um, and then too severe in other ones like, you know, Deflategate, um, Calvin Ridley's gambling. But... I don't know. We'll see what the league's going to end up doing this one. I have a feeling it'll be, at, I mean, me personally, I hope I see him suspended at least half a season. Um, I think at the very least it should be something like that because, you know, that many cases, even if you get out of the criminal charges of it, when you have that many cases piling up against you, um, that's just no coincidence there. And I really want to see the league at least put the foot down a little bit on this because, again, there's too many cases like this, whether it was the Kareem Hunt incident, um, Tyree Kill, they completely blew over. Um you know, just a lot of situations like that where it just seems like they don't care as much about certain, you know, criminal or I don't know what the word is I'm trying to say, but it, it seems like their opinions and where they put their foot down on certain things just doesn't really line up with how a lot of fans and how I feel about how they should do things like that. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm not trying to start up something. I'm not trying to, you know, say we all got to boycott the NFL, whatever, whatever. I'm just saying there's, there's certain um, expectations and how do I phrase this? There's certain expectations and um, I don't know. I think fans just want to see a little better from the front office of suspensions and how they're handled. I guess I'll just say that. And I think that half a season suspension for what Deshaun Watson did is definitely not out of the mix and should be greatly considered. Browns also traded for Amari Cooper, but we've already talked about that in my last episode and how that was a very good move for him. It sounds like they're trying to get Jarvis Landry back for Deshaun Watson. So either way, the Browns have their franchise guy, assuming he's going to be around for the long haul. Um, And it's a clear upgrade over Baker Mayfield. They gave up a haul for him, uh, but so did the Broncos for Russell Wilson. When you get your guy, and especially when Deshaun Watson's still this young, and again, it's sounding like it's not like he's going to be exempted from the league or anything. He will be back eventually. Um, it's a pretty good move for him. But this does leave us with the question, what about Baker Mayfield, especially with him being connect, excuse me, heavily connected to the Colts and Matt Ryan being traded there? What now? It's just 
I really don't know what to think about this. I really don't know where to expect him to go. Um, I mean, I could see him going to a team like Carolina if they don't draft quarterback, but they have that sixth overall pick. They could definitely draft a guy like Malik Willis. Um, and Matt Rule was seen talking to Malik Willis at his pro day. Um, I have a feeling that the Panthers are going to go quarterback in the draft, mostly because I think there's just too many coaches' jobs that are relying on it, in particular Matt Rule. It's kind of like the Matt Nagy-Justin Fields situation. Matt Nagy knew he had to just take a swing uh, because even though the risk may be higher at taking a quarterback, um, if you see that upside, you might just save your job. So we'll see what happens. Um, I could definitely see him going to Carolina. Other than that, I really don't know what to expect here. I'm just going to wait and let it see. Like, wait and let it play out because, again, this this offseason has just been absolutely crazy. There's not a whole lot that's been very predictable. And, um, yeah, I'll just react to it once I see it. I'll just say it now. If I had to pick one team that I could see him going to, it would be Carolina. Let's jump back to the Dolphins really quickly. They signed Teron Armstead to a five-year, $75 million deal. Again, just a really, really good signing. Teron Armstead is a really, really damn good tackle. Um, I thought he was honestly going to get paid a little more than this. I'm kind of surprised he's only getting paid $15 million a year. I thought, I think he's 29. He's still got some, you know, a bunch of gas left in the tank, and he's been extremely solid for the Saints. And again, this just leaves Tua with, once again, no more excuses. This is Tua's time to take over. It, he needs to have that season that proves to the Dolphins and their fans that he is their franchise guy because this roster around him is only getting better um, with Tyreek Hill, Teron Armstead, um, other parts being added to the offensive line. I believe Connor McGovern was added at guard. Um, There's just, again, less and less excuses to uh, go make the most of it. Prove to the Miami fans and the Miami front office that you are their guy there. Another really under-the-radar signing, in my opinion, was Jameson Crowder signing with the Buffalo Bills for a one-year $4 million deal. This is just a steal, in my opinion. He's an extremely underrated receiver. He's still only 28 years old. Sorry if you can hear a little puppy in the background. Um, but yeah, he's still got a bunch of a bunch of gas left in the tank, as I just said with Teron Armstead. He is very, very solid. He's been productive on the Jets for quite a few years now. He's been arguably their best receiver for the last three years. Um, he's just got really sound routes, really solid hands. He's been in the league around a long time. He's seen a whole bunch of stuff, and I think he's going to pair very, very nicely with Josh Allen. Just a very underrated pickup that I don't think enough people are talking about. I'm going to pause my recording really quickly. I'm going to close my window so you guys don't hear my dog, and then I'm going to keep going. All right, where was I? I was talking about the Buffalo Bills and Jamison Crowder. Let's stick with the Bills really quick because I haven't talked about this signing yet. Again, happened in between my recordings of episodes. Somewhat of a controversial signing. They signed Vaughn Miller, the 32-year-old pass rusher. I believe he's actually 33 now. To a six-year, $120 million contract. So yes, he is under contract technically until he's 39 years old. And excuse me, that seemed to rub some people the wrong way quite a bit. Um, just because he is an older guy. And, you know, 39 years old for a pass rusher is, you know, fucking old. Um, at, regardless of any position in the NFL, 39 years old is fucking old. If you're rushing the passer at 39 years old, that is fucking ancient. So anyways... The thing is that people aren't really realized about this contract. It's essentially a three-year contract that they can get out of fairly easily. Um, if they want 
they can have him under the roster for three years. They can cut him after three years and only have $7 million in cap, dead cap. Now, $7 million obviously is a lot of money, but in perspective to how much these guys are getting paid now for how much the cap might be by then, because again, it's increasing practically every year, and especially coming out of COVID, it's going to be increasing more and more. So $7 million is really not that much, and especially when you're getting a guy like Vaughn Miller, because even if he's not having you know the craziest statistics which i again i think he's still going to be productive here it's what he can do for the guys around him that's makes this signing so valuable in my opinion they've got a bunch of young pass rushers they've spent a lot of draft capital in the last few years in pass rush between aj epinesa um ed oliver um that guy they got last year gregory rousseau sorry i couldn't remember his name um vaughn is going to help develop all those guys he's going to put them under his wing he's going to teach these guys and He's been there, done that. He's won two rings in the last decade. Um, he could be well on his way to a third with this Buffalo team, who I think is going to be juiced up, ready to go. Uh, Josh Allen's going to be on our, I mean, all these guys are going to be on a revenge tour, let's be honest. Josh Allen might be due for his MVP season, in my opinion. Um, so, again, it's just the veteran leadership he adds. It's the moxie. It's everything he's seen, everything he's bringing to the table. It's going to be a really good addition for this Buffalo Bills team. Sorry about that, guys. Had to cut it out really quickly but we're back we're gonna talk about we're sticking with the bills we just got finished talking about Vaughn Miller's contract they also signed Duke Johnson to a one-year deal who can kind of fill that void that was I mean never really left but that void that JD McKissick was supposed to fill as a pass catcher um, but he can also really do some good things in the run game. He showed that last year in flashes in Miami again just kind of an underrated signing here nothing too crazy but just a solid deal for them there some more underrated pickups would have to be Matt Ioannidis going to Carolina. Carolina, in totality, has just been making a ton of moves that not a lot of people are talking about, mostly because, yeah, it's Carolina. They're not the most exciting team. Um, but they've significantly upgraded their offensive line. They've addressed it in many ways and brought in some really, really solid pieces. Um, and I seriously think that this upgrade, this offensive line is going to go from maybe bottom five to top 10, just like that. Um, a lot of people have been talking about it on certain media outlets. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen any of those stories, but it is absolutely true. You should buy into the hype there that they are going to be better. Of course, it doesn't really matter too much if they don't have a quarterback that can, you know, be competent. <laughs> but we'll see. Sam Darnold's still there. Um, again, it's very much clear he's not the guy there. I, I really do think they're going to take quarterback at number six overall because I think there's just too many jobs that depend on it. Um, I think they need to see something. And again, they know Sam Darnold is not their guy there. I don't think they're confident in that at all. Could be making a play for a guy like Baker Mayfield too. So keep that in mind. They also added a solid starter in Xavier Woods at safety. They added Corey Littleton, a linebacker, which is, you know, fine. But again, getting back to Ioannidis, who I'm really focusing on, he was very underrated for the Washington football team. Now the Washington Commanders, he's a very solid pass rusher on the interior. And he was... Just even when he was on Washington, he was very underrated with all the talent they had there on the defensive line, and he was very, very solid for them. So again, good signing there, and I really like it for them. Last signing I'm going to talk about today, because this is going to be a shorter episode, the Patriots re-signed Trent Brown to a two-year deal. I'm not really surprised that he didn't get paid outside of New England. Um, he's been great for New England, but didn't really work out in Las Vegas, and I really think that makes some teams nervous. So for him to come back to the Patriots here on a team-friendly deal is not surprising at all. And I would not be surprised if the Patriots make a few more moves before this offseason is over. 
that's going to be it for me today, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please be sure to share it with your friends and family. Let me know on Instagram at Professional Sports Talk. Be sure to follow it over there um, for weekly uploads and posts on the regular about news updates, uh, my reactions to things. You'll see plenty on there. So be sure to follow Professional Sports Talk on Instagram. Be sure to share this with your friends and family. I hope you enjoyed the episode and peace out, guys.